for tuning in to Arrow's Angle Podcast, a place for real talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. We'll talk tricks, tips, and hear from you to help you prepare for your birth or navigate the tender postpartum time. Let's get started with your hosts, Mary Smith and Tara Lucier from Arrow Birth. Welcome to Arrow's Angle Podcast. I am Mary, your host, and today I am here talking with Christy Rodriguez. So hello, Christy. Hey, Mary. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Christy and I actually go um, kind of way back. This is the the fun part of the story is um, I was Christy's doula for two of her babies. And um, so if if you want to share a little bit about that, just to kind of introduce uh, our connection. And then I really want to dive into kind of what you're doing right now, which we're, I'm really excited to talk about. Yeah, sure. So I, I knew that I wanted to have a natural childbirth with my first, but I didn't know the first thing about birth. And I was going to, you know, my OBGYN in the hospital and I wanted, I was toying with the idea of a, of a home birth um, and was a little bit nervous about it, but definitely was thinking, Oh, maybe just a, I, um, birthing center, but then there weren't any really close to me. And my husband then was kind of adamant that we not do a home birth. And so mm-hmm. I found a birthing center with, or it's, you know, birthing in attached to a hospital. That was the kind of the, the next best thing, you know, to a birthing center, I guess, yeah. separate. So, um, yeah, but I, I knew that I wanted a natural birth and I don't know how I found out about a doula. I didn't even know what a doula was back then, but then someone must have mentioned something about a doula. And so I did my, I did my researching and looking around and then somehow, yeah, somehow found Mary and it was such a blessing. I always say that if we didn't, if I didn't have you there, I don't think I could have, um, you know, really achieved my goal of having a natural childbirth. So I just, yeah, I so appreciate the emotional support, the physical support, just all of it. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah. So when, when my, you know, when I got pregnant again and, you know, and had, um, had my youngest daughter, I knew immediately. I was like, Mary, you have to be there. I love, I love those like emails. They're like, I just peed on the stick, like hold my spot. (laughs) Don't worry. There's plenty of space. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well, it was really a pleasure and an honor to be with you and to be uh, supportive of you during that time. And um, and so it sounds like your um, birth experiences are kind of what drew you into this line of work. Um, so if you want mm-hmm. uh, to share a little bit about uh, pure nurture and kind of what you know be, the, the behind it, and so you know how you got to uh, where you were and kind of what you're doing with pure nurture. Yeah, it's. It's kind of funny because I think back to my, probably my early 30s, um, maybe late 20s, early 30s, and I wasn't sure that I wanted to be a mom. I I honestly never felt ready. And I thought Mm -hmm. that you would just feel, I thought people just feel ready. And then they're, they dive in and they're, they, you know, they're ready to start a family. And I never had that. And I used to walk by the bookstore, you know, walk by the section for pregnancy in in the bookstore and just kind of be like, oh, I I can't even go there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really funny that now I am, you know, going from not even sure if I wanted to have kids to now it's really, it's just, it's my life. I've dedicated all, you know, the work that I do um, to supporting pregnant women. So I do that through 
um, teaching prenatal yoga. I teach postnatal yoga. I also am a hypnobirthing teacher. And I, I was a health coach um, before getting pregnant with my oldest daughter. And then that's when, you know, just being pregnant, I thought, there's so much to this. It, there's so much more that can, can be done to support women during their pregnancy. Like I need more support. Yeah. So after my, um, after my second daughter, my youngest daughter was born, I went back and got a second certification as a prenatal health coach. Mm-hmm. And so through all of that, I ended up writing a book, um, Pure Nurture, A Holistic Guide to a Healthy Baby. Mm-hmm. And now I am going back to school to get my PhD in mind-body medicine. And my, my big goal is connecting that mind-body, that holistic approach to pregnancy and supporting mm-hmm. women. And that idea that um, you know, the better care we take of ourselves the better care we can take and that we are taking of our children, especially mm-hmm. before they're born. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. And I think it's, it's really missing uh, in our culture that we talk mm-hmm. about uh, that more holistic approach to um, parenthood and to pregnancy and postpartum. So yeah, uh, your book is lovely. I, I encourage everybody to, to grab it. And uh, it felt like it was a very practical guide to mm-hmm. it helped um, just with suggestions on ways to, really improve your life at that time, you know, yeah. which, um, it's sometimes you need something, somebody to just tell you what to do a little bit <laughs> and, you know, and that's really great. I, I felt like it was a, it was a, it was a great read. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. I, my goal was to make it a short and sweet inspirational guide. And I, and I wrote it from an, a positive affirmative point of view where mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the information out there for pregnant women is fear-based Mm-hmm. And so my goal was to to share all of the things that you can do or that one person that a person can do to support themselves and leaving out all of the, you know, kind of the fear based information that's there with the really with the foundation that take it in and then do what feels best and leave the rest. This isn't like a guide of all of the things you have to do in order to have a healthy baby or to, you know, to be a successful pregnant woman. It's absolutely not that, it, you know, I make it very clear in the book, I think that I, you know, this is really just a guide, you know, these are some things that you can implement some things to think about that maybe you haven't thought about before, to Mm -hmm. support you during this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what, um, if you're down for it, I'd love to just kind of run through like pregnancy, uh, specifically birth, specifically, and then also postpartum, and just talk about, you know, some quick tips that somebody, you know, might be listening that is struggling with kind of putting it all together in pregnancy, like, you know, what is my goal for my birth? And I feeling like I, you know, work is crazy. And, you know, especially mm. if you're a first time mom, you're not in that, you know, parent world yet, parenthood world. So you're, you know, managing your life at home and work and, um, and just kind of, you know, what would be something that somebody could walk away with in pregnancy that would be helpful, just kind of centering um, them through that experience Yeah, in your experience? Yeah, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of things, a lot of things come to mind, but the one that's kind of percolating to the top is the idea of, um, of what we focus on, we get more of. And so with that in mind related to pregnancy is, is always thinking about what you want to have versus Mm -hmm. what you don't want to have. So focusing on the positive and also really protecting your, um, your mindset and your energy around what you're taking in. So a good example is that when, when we're pregnant, um, even when we're not pregnant, 
other women, we love sharing our birth story. Like we love mm-hmm. talking about our pregnancy and, and what we experienced. And so as a pregnant woman with some, another woman coming and sharing that, if there are negative aspects to her, to the story that can really impact, yeah, you know, the woman listening to the story and the woman can then feel, we can then feel, oh my goodness, I don't want that to happen to me. What if that happens to me? Now I'm scared yeah. that, you know, what, whatever it is, or even thinking about watching um, something like Dateline or, you know, some scary movie, yeah. our bodies react to what we see and what we hear as if it's happening to us. So I always talk about, you know, watching funny movies, watching, you know, trying to surround yourself with, um, with things that are going to lift you up and make you feel good. And again, this is life. Mm-hmm. We don't live in a bubble, right? So I say yeah. that with, you know, obviously life happens, things happen. Uh, some, some people love scary movies and, but just being aware of that, being aware mm-hmm. of how you feel. And I really, um, I was talking with um, a lactation consultant recently and she said about the birth story. I used to say like, Oh, you know, can you tell me your birth story after I, you know, after I give birth, I would love to hear your Mm -hmm. story later. And then she added something on that I really like. And that's if someone wants to tell you their birth story, regardless of what it, if it, you know, if it was a wonderful birth or if they had some things happen that, that, you know, they were, was not really, um, you know, it's kind of not ideal for them, challenging, right, challenging to say, I would love to hear your story. But can, can we, can we share or can you share your story with me when I have a short stare? Oh, my goodness. Can you share your story with me when I have a story to share also? And then we can talk about it together. Something like that. That's great. I really like that. Yeah, because you're not negating their story. You're not telling them that you don't want to hear it, but you're asking them if, if you can share yours at the same time that they share mm-hmm. theirs and mm-hmm. really connect on that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great, a great advice. And sometimes it's hard to do. You know, I, I always say too that you're not aiming for perfection with this sort of thing with, with mindfulness and just being aware of the choices that you make is that, you know, even you know, a quarter change in what you're doing is going to make an impact on your life. So, um, of course, like you said, you can't mention, you can't stop, you know, what actually happens in your life and the situations that come up, but the the places where you do have choice, um, you can start implementing uh, a little bit more mindfulness and being a little bit more protective. I I felt in pregnancy for myself that there was a, a transition that was happening as the pregnancy progressed. So early in pregnancy, it is still mom focused and, um, you know, thinking about yourself and your sickness and your, you know, it's very hard to kind of relate to being pregnant. So, I mean, sometimes I guess if you're sick, you're, you're remembering a lot of times that you're pregnant, but if you're not, you know, it's easy to kind of move about your day because you don't have, you know, the belly in front of you or other, uh, you know, big symptoms. And of course this was my experience. So, uh, everybody will have a different one, but, um, later in pregnancy, I just noticed that shift of like, I, was able to sort of see the effects of the pregnancy. So my mind was more focused on kind of protecting the pregnancy, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Um, and, and seeing that like my choices also impacted uh, my baby and my belly. And um, so, yeah, that was, that was just, a, that's a, that's great advice. Um, and in terms of the birth, what would be something um, kind of being a way to kind of bring in that more holistic, more, um, full approach to the actual birth process that, mm. that somebody could take away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about, um, 
you know, a birth plan. And a, and it's kind of funny because you can't plan yeah. when your baby's going to come. You yeah. can't, you know, you can't plan all the details out. Yeah. But the aspect of just going through a birth plan or like yeah. a template of a birth plan and just thinking through kind of educating yourself on the different aspects that surround birth Mm -hmm. so that you can go into your birth feeling empowered, feeling more confident that someone's not going to say to you, okay, now we're going to do this. And you're going to say, what is that? Why Mm -hmm. are you know, and to be able to say, why is that necessary? You know, just to be able to really understand what's going on and to empower yourself to ask for some time and say, could we have some time to think about that? Um, yeah, I think that that's, that's really key. Cause I look at my two, you know, with my first and then my second experience giving birth, um, I was in the first experience. It was very much doctor, tell me what to do. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say. Um, and the second birth and, and also I'm scared. I don't know what to yeah. do. Just tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, the, the second was, you know, when I had done, you know, the first time I think I did a couple of ed- birth education classes at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second time I had done um, hypnobirthing and that just b- made me feel, and I know there are so many wonderful birthing education courses out there mm-hmm. and, you know, and I think it's really good to look around and see which one really fits what feels best for you, mm-hmm. but finding one and that really resonates with you. And then that, that education class is going to teach you all of the things so that when you go in and the doctor says, you know, we're going to, we're going to do this, you can yeah. say, um, you know, could, can we try some other things first? Could mm-hmm. we, could, you know, or whatever it is. What are my options? Really, yeah, exactly. What are the other options? Yeah. Um, and even knowing, I mean, just something as simple as the, um, eye ointment that they put in, you know, the baby's eyes after the baby's born. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to me, like in my first birth, I didn't even know, you know, I just, okay, there they are. They're going to put the eye ointment in. I don't, I just assume that's what we have to do. And so, okay. And then after I learned about the eye ointment and I learned about the eye contact and I learned about that bonding, then I can say in the second birth, I can say, you know, I was able to say, you know what, I don't want the eye ointment right away. You know, I want, I just, I was able to ask for more time and and lots of examples like that. Yeah. 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 Definitely the education piece. I think that's, that is huge, huge uh, to go into the birth with a little bit of knowledge and there's no way to know everything. And, you know, that's why I really feel like your provider having a good good relationship with your provider is usually my best birth advice. It's like, if you, you know, if you, you got to be on the same page with your provider because they will de- uh, determine so many things, uh, they will have, you know, external forces on uh, your birth in a lot of ways. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, having those conversations prenatally is a good thing. Now, how about postpartum? Cause I know this is the whirlwind of, you know, I saw something, oh, I heard, that's right. I heard a midwife recently say that, um, she had shared something that she'd written about the postpartum time and, uh, it was at like what, what to bring to a, um, a new family and ways to support them. And she said, you know, out, out of all the things I've written and she's extensive, uh, writings on all things, pregnancy, birth and postpartum, she said, this is the most shared. And I thought that was so profound that, you know, 
I feel like we don't talk a lot about the postpartum time and then we all get there and we're like, what the heck happened? (laughs) Like what's going on? So, and I know this is a challenging time for people to bring, you know, mindfulness and self-care during this time because the demands, which are very normal of a newborn baby, but they are, the demands are great. They are, they really are. And, um, I think, you know, kind of looking at, at my, my experiences and I ended up having, um, postpartum depression after Mm -hmm. my oldest daughter was born. And I, I always thought, oh yeah, I didn't have postpartum depression until she was nine months old. But then I, after some kind of reassessing and looking back, I thought, no, I, it actually came on very slowly Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it didn't really hugely manifest until she was nine months old. Yeah. You know, there yeah. was a lot of that, you know, just, oh, I, this must just be normal. This, oh, all yeah. moms must deal with this. And, oh, this, it'll just go away. This is just a phase. And yeah. so I think um, with that in mind, I, with, after, you know, getting pregnant with my youngest daughter, I thought I want to set myself up so that that doesn't happen again. And the ways that I did that, and I think it's, this can be, you know, for, for all moms. One, I think that a lot of us want to do everything on our own. We, we think that we should be able to, and that we have to. Mm-hmm. And so I, a big thing is just asking for support, getting support. You yeah. Know, even with my husband, there would be times where he would say, you know, I would be, maybe it was in the beginning when I was having trouble breastfeeding and that process of getting, comfortable with breastfeeding. It took a little while and there was some tears and him coming and saying, can I hold her for a little bit? Or what do you need? And I would say nothing. I'm okay. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't okay. And I did need something, but I felt like it was just my reaction was no, no, I'm all right. Yeah, even though I wasn't. And so um, really being able to say when you need something and asking for what you need. And then Um, I think the other thing is we spend a lot of time, and again, speaking for myself, spend a lot of time thinking about the nursery, how I was going to decorate the nursery, also what was going to be on my um, baby registry, and there was just a lot of attention put on things, and so I, if I could go rewind, you know, back in time, I would also spend a lot more time on thinking about myself and how I could get support. Yeah. Um, after great. the baby comes. Yeah. And just really thinking through that, you know, what, what, what do I need most? And even, you know, when it comes back to, I was, I've always practiced, you know, I've been practicing yoga for a really long time. And for me, that was one of the biggest things I needed. I just needed an hour to myself to move my body, you know, and that of course, not right after birth, you know, the yeah. six to eight weeks or however long it feels best to, to start moving again. But that was what I needed. And so thinking about, what are kind of, kind of, what are the things that really fill me up, you know, as a pregnant woman right now, or, you know, even not being pregnant yet, but what are the things in my life that really fill me up? And, um, and then, you know, taking, making sure that you takes a little bit of time, especially in the beginning to do that. Maybe it's a bath, you know, maybe it's a walk outside, whatever it is. Cause yeah, being a mom, especially in the beginning, it's like, it is 24 seven. You are in it. You're in it. Yep. Yeah. And I usually encourage um, couples, you know, in just consultations and just talking, you know, over the years to do a little assessment in pregnancy and you can even do it postpartum, but to plan for what I call like a weekly meeting where Mm. you can sit down and even if it's brief and you can kind of talk about the week and talk about what worked in this week, because everything changes. I feel like week by week, everything's changing. So having a little bit of, um, you know, 
joining on the same page and having a conversation about what worked this week, what didn't work, and, and not only for the baby, uh, but also for yourself. Because um, I mm-hmm. think dads even struggle or, or partners, not always dads, but partners struggle with like, you know, did I, you know, maybe I'm not connecting with the, the baby at the beginning because there is so much on, um, you know, reliance on feeding or breastfeeding and that. So there, you know, it kind of allows for, you know, just creating the space to have a quick conversation about, you know, what are my goals for the next week? How can I, you know, sometimes it's even as simple as, Hey, you know what? I didn't get a lot of sleep this week and I'm really feeling the impact of that. Mm -hmm. What if we tried to go to bed an hour earlier or like kind of game plan and figure out something that, you know, making shifts uh, uh, together as a team, I feel like can be a, a good support, but you know, not everybody has a team too. So we, you know, we have to kind of, even if we do them individually, those assessments, those just taking a little bit of time. And I think either Sunday or Saturday, like at the end of the week, you can kind of plan for the day, uh, you know, that this is the day Mm -hmm. I'm going to reassess things and and look at my week coming up. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And do you have anything else last minute? I know that, um, you know, I feel like people can reach out to you. Um, so purenurture.com, of course, check out the book. You've got it available in a lot of different places. Um, and so you can, you know, go to her website, Christy's website and see what she's got there. And, um, thank you so much for spending time with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Mary. Yeah. 